This is the Voice Overwork Podcast, brought to you by Newton Media Group, a family of creative services. Today is Sunday, September 19th, 2021. On the podcast today, we'll take a little deeper look into a book introduced in a previous podcast with a chapter-by-chapter look at Have More Energy, a blueprint for productivity, focus, and self-discipline for the perpetually tired and lazy. Written by Peter Hollins, narrated by Russell Newton. Chapter one, energy rules everything. Money is important, time is important, but these are not the quantities that will limit you in your life. Without energy, neither of these factors means very much. Nothing really does. Think about it. You can have a huge bank account, but it won't matter one bit if you're confined to your bed with glandular fever and unable to stand up straight, let alone spend and enjoy that money. You could be young, bright, and full of promise, but if you're depressed and lethargic 100% of the time, all that youth and potential mean nothing. Without energy and the capacity for action and execution, all your best intentions won't matter a lick. This is a book about the psychological and physiological basis of energy, where it comes from, how we can maintain it, and how to get more of it. You can think of energy as the most primordial, fundamental kind of wealth. Energy, whether it's psychological or physical, is like your personal fund of life itself. It's the well that you draw all your motivation, enthusiasm, and passion from. It's what makes one person's life a boring slog, while another person, doing much the same thing, appears to be living with zest and purpose. It all comes down to energy. There's a great big world out there, and if we're to explore it, we need the physical and emotional strength to get out there and engage with it. Opportunities abound all around us, but if we're too depleted and uninspired to grab them when they do, It doesn't matter how fortunate we are or how many lucky breaks come our way. It's a little like having the world at your feet and a map of this world's awesome highways and roads in front of you, but not having any fuel in your car. Chapter 2. Physical Energy Vampires In a world where so much is abstract and verbal, it's easy to forget we don't actually live in our heads. And at the end of the day, Our quality of life is directly related to how healthy we are physically. An energy vampire is what it sounds like. Something that physically sucks us dry of our life force and leaves us tired and weak. Just like the energy pyramid mentioned in the previous chapter, this is the baseline of what's needed to set yourself up for success. We're all imbued with some energy on a daily basis. But even the most vigorous person doesn't have an infinite supply. To make it worse, there are aspects of everyday life that will gladly sap energy from us if we're not careful, leaving us unable to spend that energy on the things we truly value. Energy vampires are like leeches or parasites, and sometimes we can be living with them for so long we don't even realize they're there, quietly draining us of our life and enthusiasm. We might not even realize we're in a passive negative state because of these vampires, but we nevertheless are trapped in that vicious cycle. 
You might be aware of many of these vampires in your own life right now and might be making active efforts to moderate their influence on you. But there are still other imperceptible forces that could act like invisible underground leaks in your psyche. Imagine a woman who's been working for years in a job she actively hates. Picture how she has to force herself day in and day out to sit at her desk, to answer calls, to go to meetings, all while despising the work but feeling powerless to do much about it. At the same time, she's in a relationship that... Chapter 3. Emotional and Mental Energy Vampires So, the previous chapter takes care of the various ways in which our precious life energy could be faltering or sputtering out in a physical sense. Of course, you may have experienced depleted energy levels, even though all the physical boxes seem to be ticked. You could be doing everything right and still feel like your life force is sapped from you. Why? Remember the energy pyramid? Everything is interrelated. Emotional and mental energy vampires are in some ways worse than their physical counterparts because they're harder to spot and combat. They're ephemeral, and there's no obvious formula of input to output that can fix them. More effort will not equate into a proportionate improvement in energy. No, there's often a root cause that must be addressed, or all your other efforts will be in vain. It's obvious that you'll be tired if you don't sleep well, but it may not be so obvious that you'll feel utterly exhausted if you've been arguing all morning with a loved one, stressed about money, or just carrying around a vague sense of anxiety about life in general. And sometimes, these emotional and mental vampires simply have to run their course, such as waiting for the will to live to return after a painful breakup or divorce. In fact, many constantly fatigued problems come down not to physical issues but rather to emotional and psychological ones, although they can often intertwine and enter into a chicken-or-egg cycle. In the same way a bacteria or virus can weaken your physical body, an emotional virus can slow you down too, leaving you feeling depressed, tired, and pessimistic. The mind is more powerful than the body, and it doesn't allow you to forget it. Consider the phenomenon of psycho. Chapter 4. It's in the cells. So far, we've considered the question of energy on many levels, both macro and micro. How much total energy we possess is an aggregation of how well we're functioning, behaviorally, emotionally, and physically. We can understand that our bodies are a constellation of interrelated systems. Remember, we can't multiply by zero when it comes to energy or any of these interrelated systems. But on the physical front, there's actually a bit more to delve into. Boosting energy at the biological level is much more than simply making sure you're getting good sleep and nutrition, though again, those are the prerequisites to begin with. The entire body is a complex organism that is entirely made up of and dependent on the flow of energy. We've mentioned the role that good diet plays and the effects of insulin on blood sugar, but let's look a little closer at the finer details of how your body actually generates energy to live from the food you eat. Though a biology lesson might not seem relevant in understanding how you function at work or the enthusiasm you have for your goals and dreams, when you think about it, every action, every choice, every emotion, 
Every organ in your body relies on fundamental chemical and physiological processes. And the body is nothing if not a simple collection of different types of cells. Thus, it stands to reason that we must look to our cells for that extra advantage in energy. This chapter looks at the cellular mechanisms behind your body's energy processes, specifically the mitochondria and the role they play in creating the energy you need to survive and thrive. You can optimize health by sleeping better, by taking in the right nutrients, and so on. But you can take it a step deeper. And you Chapter 5. Energized Productivity At this point, you've learned about the origins of energy and probably why you're fatigued more than you want to be. As you've discovered, you're likely engaging in some degree of self-sabotage. This final chapter is about some psychological techniques to be productive even when your energy is low or lacking. Sometimes changing the perspective or mindset we have toward our work can make the difference. Indeed, sometimes we can feel drained or energized by the same task, just depending on how we frame it. The Physics of Productivity Who would have thought that productivity and energy could be viewed through the lens of physics, math, and equations? Best-selling author Stephen Guise found a way to do so using Newton's Three Laws of Motion as an analogy to formulate the Three Laws of Productivity. By dissecting energy as physics concepts and equations with identifiable elements and interactions, you'll identify the specific things you need to do or to avoid in order to add to your productivity. If you know the variables at work when you lack energy, then you'll be able to single out a particular variable and manipulate it, as you're able to do in a mathematical equation. The three laws of motion were formulated by physicist Sir Isaac Newton in 1687 to explain how physical objects and systems move and are affected by the forces around them. In other words, he's the guy who claims to have conceived of gravity after getting hit by a falling apple. These laws lay the foundation for understanding how things from the smallest machine parts to the largest spacecraft and planets move. Applied to the science of human cognition and behavior, these laws can also illuminate the mechanisms behind... This has been Have More Energy, a blueprint for productivity, focus, and self-discipline for the perpetually tired and lazy. Written by Peter Hollins, narrated by Russell Newton. Copyright 2021 by Peter Hollins. Production copyright by Peter Hollins. Please be sure to visit Amazon.com or Audible.com for more information on this book and the author. Show notes and further information can be found at RussellEricNewton.com. With an eclectic collection of insights, knowledge, and trivia from some of the newest audiobooks on the market, this has been the Voice Over Work podcast, brought to you by Newton Media Group, a family of creative services.